My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. There are those lessons in church about being kind and patient with ourselves. My teachers have even gone so far as to say that you need to speak nicely to yourself. And I agree. There are even examples in the scriptures of positive self-talk. Nephi writes one in 2 Nephi 4, and Alma has one that Moroni recorded word for word in Alma chapter 29. There are some interesting patterns that I noticed between these two men and the conversations that they had with themselves. First, both self-talks start because something is troubling them. Nephi's dad had just died. He was having issues with his brothers trying to kill him and they weren't listening to what he was trying to teach them. And Alma had issues with people not listening to him in his mission to try to help them. Isn't that why most of us start talking to ourselves? Something is hard and not going the way we want it to. I know I do. I even talk out loud. I feel like it helps me organize my thoughts a little better. I used to get in trouble all the time in school for talking out loud during the tests. My teachers would come by and tell me I was giving away the answers to everyone around me, so I needed to stop talking. Maybe your conversations happened inside your head, but the bottom line is that we all tell ourselves things, and we often do it when things are hard or when we are doing something hard. The second pattern is that they acknowledge their weaknesses. Nephi admits that he gets angry. And who can blame him, really, with brothers like that? Alma admits that he's not content with how he has to do things. He's unhappy with how things have been going for him. His people have just come out of a huge battle with the Lamanites. And I think he might be mourning the fact that his people have to be continually stirred up in remembrance of their God through wars and famines and all of that horrible stuff. And on top of that, his friends, the sons of Mosiah, have just come back home from their mission to the Lamanites, and they brought thousands of converted Lamanites with them. So I can see how Alma might be a little bit upset about how things are going for him. But both Nephi and Alma recognize that they shouldn't keep feeling this way, that these feelings will keep them from progressing. Third pattern, they acknowledge God and the great things he has done for them. And their self-talks kind of start to morph into prayers almost at this point. Nephi begins recounting all the ways he has seen God supporting him. He talks about the love he's felt, the support they've received on their journey through the wilderness to the promised land, even the visions he's seen. And he saw some pretty amazing things. Alma recognizes that God has given all men agency to choose good or evil, and that through his mission and preaching to his own people, he has seen many people brought to repentance and to the Lord. And that always reminds him of his own experience with salvation, that he was forgiven of his own sins. The fourth part of this pattern kind of brings this whole self-talk thing 
together. It gives it a purpose because what's the point of learning something if you don't change? So Nephi takes his whole talk, the things upsetting him, his own weaknesses, and everything that God has done for him that he's grateful for, and decides that he can do better. He asks himself, if all of this is true, if God has done all these amazing things, then why am I discouraged? He says, awake my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O my heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. Do not anger again because of mine enemies. Do not slacken my strength because of mine afflictions. Rejoice, O my heart, and cry unto the Lord, and say, O Lord, I will praise thee forever. Yea, my soul will rejoice in thee, my God, and the rock of my salvation. He wants to be different. Alma does the same. After remembering all the good things that he's experienced because of the mission God called him on, he admits and reminds himself he is happy for the success he's seen and for the success of his friends. He's just happy that people are coming to Christ. So now summing all this up to liken it to me, one, it's okay to talk myself through hard things. I personally feel it's a great coping skill, but don't stop here. Don't end the talk with just complaining about how hard it is. You get nowhere that way. Two, admit what is making it hard. Sometimes it may be that I need to repent. Maybe I just need to remember that other people have their agency just as I have mine. Who knows? But being able to name why something is hard can help to better see the problem. Three, be grateful to God. And it definitely wouldn't be a bad thing to acknowledge it in prayer. I often talk to my Heavenly Father about hard things and why they're so hard. But being grateful for God's blessings is the way out of many terrible trains of thought. And if you want more on that, you can go back and listen to episode 14. Number four, decide to do different. Nephi told his soul to awake and droop no more in sin. Alma reminded himself that things really weren't as bad as he thought. And that he had been blessed and so had his friends. I can do the same. I can decide to change. With the power of the atonement, I can change how I think. I can change how I act. That's what this whole life is about. It's about changing and becoming something. If we jump off this self-talk before we make it all the way through the four steps, we shortchange ourselves, really. We have to acknowledge why it's hard, know why it's hard, be grateful to God and see his blessings, and then we have to change. With God's help, we can self-talk ourselves into becoming awesome. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.